Rockstar Podcast, episode 42. We talked to Aggie about her conference that she attended speaking about influencers and the future of influencers in the market. We randomly go and talk about Italy and Mariano and Lorenzo's experiences there. And then we close out randomly again, talking about the farm industry, GMO, and healthy eating. Hope you enjoy. Bye. Welcome to Rockstar Podcast, episode 42. We're on a little bit of a time crunch because Aggie's got to leave soon, but we're not going to tell you when she leaves. going <laughs> to stop talking. This is Lorenzo. Hi, Mariano. How are you? I'm frazzled today. <laughs> we'll come back to you, my man. Aggie? I'm frazzled, too. What is this week? Okay, I'm going to do the heavy lifting today. Uh, listen, my kid lost her first tooth last yesterday, and um, it seemed like it took 16 years, and it was the front and middle one, so God forbid she ate any kind of vegetable, which suddenly her tooth hurt, but when she had ice cream and everything else, it was fine. So um, my wife falls asleep, puts the $5 bill in the kitchen, and luckily I am in tune with everything to know that she meant to put the $5 under the pillow. So I put it under the pillow, and she had the kid has three pillows, and I put it under the pillow next to her face instead of the pillow that she's sleeping on, and I get the text message that says, you put the money under the wrong pillow. You know what? These kids are spoiled. <laughs> I would be happy if I found a loose quarter in my sock, and this kid is like, the pillows, the money's under the wrong pillow. Oh, my God. I feel like it's time for kids to actually just accept Venmo from the tutorial. <laughs> You know what it's time for? That'd be great. If you have any children listening, the tooth fairy is not real, okay? Oh. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I did this on Facebook once. Uh-huh. Um, you, you know, I'm not, never letting my kids listen to this episode. But anyway, go ahead. You did this on Facebook. Your kids one. are not. By the way, how are you, Lorenzo? Tooth fairy is real. <laughs> everything's real. And uh, yes, we actually need a wall. Okay, there we go. <laughs> Put everything together. Uh, I'm doing fine. Thank you very much. You two are frazzled. Yes, and I wanted for I wanted reasons to, for different. I, I don't know. May, me, it may right? be the same reason. No, I, first of all, I want to take issue with something you said last week because <laughs> I was listening to the podcast again, and uh, you said that nobody ever asks you how you're doing. I don't and mean wait, 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 okay, wait, okay. wait, because right after you asked me how I was doing, yeah. I tried to respond, but you yeah. talked over me. So yeah. I just want to point out, if you listen to the podcast, Aggie, I actually... Doing, do? right <laughs> doing so... How are you? I'm doing lovely. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. Um, okay, so I talked over you? Yeah, you talked over me. It happens often, but it's fine. I, oh, I, it's, man. it's part of the dynamic. <laughs> I feel like I'm going to have to be a mediator, so how does this make you feel? No, well, I have to interrupt because I have to keep the listenership up. Um, so, yes, Marianne, I'm doing well. Thank you very much. I told you about the Tooth Fairy. Uh, there's the town-wide sale, garage sale tomorrow oh, is it? in no. Keyport, so I have a lot of lifting to do again. Hmm. And I'm telling you this time, if it doesn't sell, I'm throwing it out, Karen. I don't care. It's going in the garbage. <laughs> this crap again. <laughs> Aggie, why are you frazzled? Uh, I seem to be the most frazzled one, and I yeah, said I'm not. I know. Um, so my nanny, who I love and adore and makes my life possible, is away on vacation this week, so trying to figure oh. out how to balance working with two children is insane and always is insane, but especially when your child care is, is out of pocket. Out of, yes. So um, you know how I, I normally run through the halls to get to and from meetings. I am quite literally running everywhere right now. Grocery store, kids, school, work. So yeah, that's why Ooh. I'm frazzled. Where are the kids right now? They're at school. But before that, they were at two different friends' houses across town. 
and I had to get them there before getting to work this morning. So, um, and also I had to get some Dunkin' Donuts as a thank you. So it was like Dunkin' uh-huh. Donuts, get kid here. They here. went to your friends. They went to their friend's house this morning. They did because they're seven forty five and eight a.m. So and what that way, eight thirty and nine thirty. So you got up. You yep. brought the kids to friends' houses. Yeah. Then you came back home. Yep. Got more ready, I guess. Or whatever, and then went back, got the kids, and brought them to school? No, it's even more complicated like that. I got up super early, thought I would be alone. My oldest woke up. Mm-hmm. So I had to feed her five different breakfasts, make sure that <laughs> yeah. her clothes were sparkly <laughs> right. enough, yes. all of that. Of course. Get myself ready, and then wake up my little one, who is a gremlin in the morning, feed her five breakfasts, make sure she's her outfits are sparkly <laughs> enough, get them in the car, and then drop one, go I across think... town, drop the other, then what? come to work. And why, why, did, why, why did you... Do this this early in the morning. What Why did you have to go to the friend's house for a half hour okay. in the middle of So this? if you are this driving your kids material, to school <laughs> yeah. um, and your driver is not there, so our nanny, uh, you right. need to find another driver. So our friends happened to be going to the same school and they were able to take my kids in their car to school oh. because I needed to be at work. Oh, Okay, oh, so, you so you didn't, didn't go bring pick them to the friends up. to play for a half hour and then come back no. and get them. Oh, that's right. That's what I thought you would do it. Oh my gosh, you, that would. Oh, AM yes. play date, everyone in pajamas. Well, you couldn't stand the past five minutes. Yes. Of, what yeah. are we doing here? Yeah, yeah right. exactly. I think I know yes. the problem. <laughs> <laughs> you can't say no, apparently. Um, yeah. Okay, so now that makes more sense. Yes. So your, Nate, your friend, they, they did you a solid by bringing they him to did. school. They did. Okay. You know that, that saying, it takes a village? Like, that no, oh, no, exists oh, yeah, because definitely. it's real. Unless yeah. it's your mother-in-law. Then it's your <laughs> I love my mother-in-law, but yes. <laughs> no, I'm not talking about my mother-in-law. I'm, about my anyway, uh, uh, I'm not talking about my mother-in-law either. I love my mother-in-law. She doesn't listen to this podcast. Well, oh, your brother listens to this podcast. My brother listens to this podcast. Yeah, I see this little tweet exchange going on. Uh, um, well, I mean, my brother thinks that I do a terrible job of promoting myself too, so... <laughs> is he a bubbly personality? He is not a bubbly personality. So he thinks there'd be some issue of, like, timeshare on this com- if he came onto the podcast. I think he would be... I think he would be a good... Uh, he's very knowledgeable, very smart, and I think he'd be... He'd have good material for the podcast. Now, unfortunately, yeah. he's in Boston, so <laughs> he you know, would only... It would have to be coordinated, um, and uh, he doesn't make it down here that often, so... Tom, terrific. Tom, terrific, yes. <laughs> uh, so, did you guys bring topics to the table this, today? Uh, I Well, aside from being part of the reason that I'm frazzled is because I was looking for topics and I just didn't get to it. So. It's the internet. You don't have to pick up the daily news like 1940. <laughs> you just go to like, I don't know, wherever you go to. You brought this up to me. I know, I did. Like, do you want to have, do you want to? Well, I started. Since well, you have no content, you say it? <laughs> we started out this week by saying, uh, Aggie asked if there was going to be a guest this week. And yeah. I said, no. And we were originally going to do a GTK for Lorenzo. And Lorenzo came back and said, there's no, there's, uh, we just did a GTK on Mariano. We, we learned a little bit about Aggie last week. Let, let's do a little bit something different this week. Yeah. And but by the time he had done that, I had already come up with questions. I had done. I had a whole Google Doc. I shared it with Aggie, and so he derailed that completely. Wow. So <laughs> I, I did like three prepare. Three seconds in, and these two are already conspiring. <laughs> I yeah. did prepare for the podcast, uh-huh. but I prepared incorrectly. So oh, I, I, I am therefore unprepared for okay. the podcast. So so episode forty two <laughs> as the other previous forty one. Can uh, I t- well? Can I tell you why I'm why I'm frazzled? Yeah. I mean the I'm. Frazzled 
frazzled because it's the end of the school year. Yeah. Mm. And there are all these events going on. And the kids yeah. go to two different schools. Yeah. So we're trying to manage all of that. Gina's taken a lot of it, but there's like there's like uh, picnics and so she's got all this portfolio stuff going on and day. Like, I got to go do a podcast. I'll be back. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was not pleasant. <laughs> that was part of the conversation. <laughs> Gina, it's me. It's fine. I'll yell at him. Um, okay. Well, uh, Aggie, I'll let you know that Mariano and I spoke and he said to me, well, what about bringing up topics and, and stuff? And I'm like, well, it seems that Aggies can be structured. I'm not saying she is, but can be structured. That's like understatement of the world. Okay. Most type A person over okay. here is sitting in this chair and over this microphone. Okay. <laughs> Mariano is structured because he does a lot of posts on Facebook about mm-hmm. like tech stuff or whatever, maybe like uh, food or whatever it is. And I'm like... Well, why don't you guys just bring stuff to the table, whoever it is, and mm-hmm. we can talk about it. I'm like, I don't want to know about it. I like just riffing on it. I'm yeah. not going to bring anything in terms of that. But he posts like six or seven per week. Yeah. And I did see them, and they're about this or that. And I'm like, well, what? He's like, well, I never thought, what would you say? I never thought to put well, them on the podcast. Well, no, the, fun, the funny thing is, is that I never thought to put them on the podcast because <laughs> I, I think up until this point, you know, I've always thought of this podcast as small business podcast. Right. So I don't, and I don't always post about small business. I post about the environment. I post about different different things that are of concern to me that don't necessarily apply to what I think the podcast is. So that that's why I haven't ever brought them to the table. But now, you know, if if we want to talk about the fact that uh, no, no, know. as usual, I will I will come up big um, in the in the bottom of the ninth. Uh, let's talk about trade shows. <laughs> wait, wait, Aggie had uh, something hello. to say. Hello. <laughs> no. topic? I do. Well, I don't know this. Okay. Um, okay we now have three it. people here. Um, well, we absolutely can I'm talk about trade board. shows. I think also just events. And I'm interested to hear what you have to say about trade shows because I will be attending many a trade show in the next few months. But I just came back from speaking at a conference about influencer marketing, hmm. which I think is really pertinent to any size business. Uh and would love to get some thoughts around it. I saw your post on LinkedIn. Oh, good. I saw See, I've been promoting there. myself. <laughs> leave them hanging. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, leave them, you're not getting the high five. <laughs> no. Oh, my God. Okay, so yes, it was. Um, now, I mm-hmm. didn't know much about this, but I did see the post, and I yeah. said, I'm sure she'll bring it up. And then I looked at the time, and I'm like, maybe not. But okay, yes. So what was? where was it? So it was in New York City. It was for the AICP, which is the Association of Independent Commercial Producers. They okay. have an awards every year, and they do an entire week in the city with different topics and panels. And so I was on one of the panels. About As what? an influencer? About influencer marketing and how it's changing where marketing and ad spend is going. It's dead. Hmm. What's dead? Influencers. <laughs> Really? So that's the opposite of what we discussed. But tell me why you think influencers are dead. Broad stroke. Here's where it's... Well, no. <clears throat> it's your... You did it. I want you to shine in this one. I'm not going to say it's dead just like... I'm, not, I'm kidding around in a sense. So let me hear because I want to be educated. Okay. That. Well, one of the things that is starting to happen statistically is that we're seeing that ad dollars are starting to float more in the direction of working with influencers. And influencers are people of merit in social media who have a following. And what's really interesting is that they tend to have twice the amount of engagement um, as working with various other counterparts. So micro-influencers in particular are people who maybe have like 5,000 followers or less, and that's where we're seeing a lot of those ad dollars going Hmm. in terms of forming relationships and working 
with micro-influencers to develop content um, on behalf of brands. And so the discussion was all about that. And I thought it was really interesting. I was on a panel with myself, um, a couple of other ad folks, and then these amazing influencers from The Between, at The Between, great to look on Instagram, body positive, and they are amazing influencers, and hearing how they interact with brands was really just telling to me. It seems like whether you're a small business or a big business, this seems like a really interesting territory to play in and to get your messaging out. Hmm. Have either of you ventured into this space? Indirectly, I have, but what, uh, do you remember some of the stuff that they were saying, how they dealt with businesses? You said you found it interesting, so was there anything? Yeah, I think the biggest thing is that when you are an influencer or a micro-influencer, brands come to you and they either want to have you almost endorse a product with mm-hmm. not much creativity or they want to collaborate with you. And I think that collaborative space is really interesting and brands are starting to figure out what's the best way to collaborate with influencers so mm-hmm. it's authentic to the message that you want to get out mm-hmm. as well as to the influencers' communities. This is true. This is true. I find that very interesting only because there have been you know, very well-known influencers over time. Um, you know, Gary Vaynerchuk is the first one that comes to mind. Right. But, um, but there are ton- there's tons of them. And, uh, and they he wasn't re- much of an influencer in 2007 when we did the meetup, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> but he grew there. He grew yeah, he from did. there. Um, you know, and that was the, he was one of the, I, I would say one of the early influencers. But um, the, uh, I think that's an interesting topic. Um, I, I really am wondering how it will, <clears throat> how that will play out over time, given the, the increased scrutiny on social media mm-hmm. in, the, in recent days. And I'm, did that come up at all? It did, as well as a lot of the legality is around working with brands. Mm-hmm. So there is a lot of scrutiny about being inauthentic. You know, what is that like? How do brands kind of avoid that? Because it can backfire on you if you work with an influencer and then all of a sudden their community says, hey, why is this influencer speaking on behalf of this brand? This is crap. Right. 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 So then that, those are that's money not well spent. Um, and also there's a lot of, you know, just uh, rules and regulations coming down on channels to make sure that influencers are kind of forthcoming with the information that it is an ad. So right. authenticity in the social space is something that is still trying to be curated. And it's just an additional barrier. I think ultimately what kind of we started to discuss and what came out of it is that you need to, as an influencer, only agree to work with brands that you feel support your mission and mm-hmm. that uh, you can support their miss- mission. Otherwise, it is a product endorsement. Hmm. I like product endorsements if they pay right. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, uh, we talked about, remember, if the, we, a couple episodes back, we talked about if the phones were listening to you. Yeah, yeah we talked so about that. So we did uh, we training bras. Training bras. <laughs> and I want to see if Mariano got any advertisements for training Still bras. no advertisements on I training bras. I have no <laughs> use of, for training bras, but I would take product <laughs> endorsement for, for training bras. It maybe be like the old Joe Namath pantyhose commercial. A lot <laughs> oh here. my God, that's right. I forgot about that. Uh, I find myself on the back end of this where I, and I think I, I don't know what podcast I talked about it on, but that the influers, influencers are dead. However, you brought up where my point was, was the micro-influencers. So mm-hmm. they're not looking for the people who have the 220,000 followers, right. but the person who has 14,000 followers. It's the way we advertise on Facebook now with audiences and you go very niche. But I think the best influencer still is the creative person who creates either comedy or music. Mm-hmm. Because that music mm-hmm. can be applied to the product and there's a way to 
have that influence or continue to provide content because they're a musician or they're a comedian or, you know, another form. To have, you know, I worked with a company who, unfortunately, they went out of business, but they had been around for about 40 years, and they were dealing with an influencer to wear a pair of sandals. They, the influencer wanted $10,000, and this was four years ago. Wow. At, at, from one post with her wearing the shoe. And it was kind of obvious, but not obvious, right? Um, as a company, I would want it to be over-the-top obvious because sometimes people just scroll through and don't even realize it. That ten, twenty, thirty thousand dollar big spot, unless you're the Kardashians or that level, for someone who has like five thousand followers or twenty, thirty, mm-hmm. really, you, what they, the brands need to look at is the engagement. Mm-hmm. If it's your buddy and he's got twenty people commenting every time you post stuff, but he's only got eight hundred followers, that post is well worth it compared to someone who's got six thousand and has no comments. Mm-hmm. Great. So, and you could pay that dude a thousand bucks. You know. And you can micro influence mm-hmm. that way. Um, the problem is, is like you said, you don't know eventually if that one dude is going to be smoking a blunt, and you're, <laughs> right? And you're like, you know, the uh, for the uh, I don't know the, the Reagan Foundation would be a completely opposite thought process. So um, you got to be careful with that. But I, I just think brands sometimes get a little too protective and just should let things go because people understand uh, that if a person. It's like the, the athletes, right? When they have mm-hmm. their own personal brand, should they not be able to say anything? Mm-hmm. You know, so it, it gets it gets interesting, and I think the best way to do it is if you screw up, apologize, and people can move on. If not, then you get in trouble. Well, what uh, the other thing that I think about when you bring this up is um, uh, ROI. You know, yep. one of the things that a lot of a lot of businesses focus on is the ROI on that on that influencer's engagement. Um, and that's not something that, that's not something that comes up very, or or that's something that businesses need, Mm -hmm. um, even though it's not necessarily a perfect metric every time. Mm -hmm. Um, did that come up at all? Yeah, actually one of the biggest questions was around metrics. So how do we quantify success? And it's interesting because, um, you know, I'm the head of marketing for a company right now and ROI is very important. And I will always say ROI and sales, we need to make sure that that's something that we obviously are staying on top of and growing. However, when it comes to influencer marketing, that is a murky space on being able to measure measure success. Mm-hmm. So I always try to push either my brand or the brands that I'm working with to think outside of that and think about engagement. Think mm-hmm. about brand health, which is understanding, you know, what kind of conversations were sparked because of this interaction with this micro influencer. What did that do for your brand's health? So, mm-hmm. for instance, was did it change the sentiment? You know, were you a brand that maybe was dealing or a product that was dealing with some negativity? Did that influencer, were they able to kind of figure out a new direction? Mm-hmm. Did the conversation turn positive? So all of that is also incredibly necessary to measure because it does trickle down and into did that help ROI in general? Yeah. It does. But the, yeah. one, the one-off influencer pieces where you spend 10 grand for a one post, it, 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 you get a quick bump and it means nothing, right? I agree. Right. It's almost like the, these influencers, or if you want, should be brand ambassadors, where yes. they say to a company, we'll do a six-month retainer, we'll do 12 posts, like I'll do something like, you know, something that it makes it feel like that the person is using the product or endorses it more than yeah. just a photo, and it makes sense for the brand because a one-off, you know, you get 8,000 views or whatever, 8,000 likes or whatever. It doesn't mean shit because... Two days later, two seconds later. I mean, like the legend, Michael Jackson and Prince died and we forgot about it after a week. 
Right. Like nobody's going to care about your post after an hour. Right. It just doesn't make... So I'm glad for the influencers. They're making money. Right. Right. And brands, God knows some of them have just money to just throw out the window and they do half the time. But um, it, I'd rather see them grab like uh, the flow from Progressive. Yeah. Right. When right. first started out, I mean, it was like... Yeah. Well, you can even look at the guy... Um, can you hear me now? The the guy yeah, who's now, went who went from who went from there to Sprint, and they used actually his his brand equity yeah. to sell Sprint because he became such a well known face over at Verizon. If he's he smart, he'll go to AT and T now. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. He'll be that guy, and then he'll go back to Verizon. and will be like, I'm home, like that, right? And then he'll be like, she cheated on me again. Like he can make this go out for like another twelve years. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like I would get all the companies together, and be like, this is what we're gonna do. You guys are gonna be good for a while, then we'll be good for a while. We'll jack all the prices up. Anyway. Uh, don't get me started on AT&T in this location. <laughs> um, so, yes, we have figured out. That said, uh, the three of us are all brand ambassadors now. And um, <laughs> when it comes collectively <laughs> or individually, um, I will pretty much uh, sell anything. Mariano's got to be made out of hemp. And Aggie <laughs> has to support uh, parents in home New Jersey. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, I can, be so, I can be born in a second. Don't worry. And look at this player out here. There's this guy. Let me just tell you, people. I know you can't see it. This is this guy who's been walking this little cute bulldog for about six months, right? He walks him up and down, and I know what he's doing. He's young, and he's got a puppy. I know what the game he's playing. Here it is now, six months later, and now he's walking with another woman who has a dog, and the two, four of them all playing out there. This guy planned it out accordingly. Wow. And look what happened. This is why. Wow. Yes. Yeah. I've been watching this guy play his game, because this is what Ro- we used to do up in North <laughs> We used to go to Central Park with puppies. Romance. We didn't know the puppies. Blooming at Bellworks. Oh, they'll be fighting. Him with the money under the wrong pillow. <laughs> <laughs> and with that, I like I like yes. to wrap up for that. Okay. Uh, we, are you going to wrap up? Okay, uh-huh. bye, Aggie. Bye, everybody. Are you going to talk about me now? Well... In theory, that would be cool, but you're going to be able to listen to it, so. <laughs> uh, All right, well, no. thanks. Okay. i got to run to a meeting. All right, okay. Betty. Bye. Very busy. Very busy. <laughs> Mary, you and I. Um, she wants to be here. I know. I know. She, she does. She really does. She does. Um, yeah, no, this guy, look at him. He's running in the pasture like it's a commercial for, like, like <laughs> for Viagra. Viagra. Well, now, oh, she, now she's taking a picture. So now. Uh, okay, so this is okay. Well, she, how you doing? I'm, I'm so right, frazzled. Let's talk about I'm her good. a little, so she feels good. And stuff like that. <laughs> she, no, she's fantastic. Um, she's great, and she's great at co-host. Uh, I like. Don't she, whisper, like in, the microphone's there. She's a great co-host. Yes, she is. Um, she put it right in her bio on Twitter, which is um, well more than I can say for everybody. <laughs> uh, did you now? I did put it on my bio now in Twitter because my brother, again, this, you know, my brother, one of the good reasons for us to actually have him on the podcast. Yeah, he calls you out. He calls me out. He called me out on it. I'm like, I haven't changed this in 10 years. All right, fine. So I went in and I updated my bio. You know what's funny? After all these years, years, Twitter is still there and it's still. So if you're on Twitter, just get into the mix with Rockstar Podcast, Mariano, myself, Aggie, apparently Mariano's brother, Sam Howitt. We all just yell at each other a lot. Um, so feel free to follow us all on Twitter. You can find us somewhere. I'm sure you'll be fine. But uh, yes, your uh, brother is... Uh, how, is he older than you? He's younger than me. Younger than you. Did you four and a half years, Four roughly. and a half years. Okay. And he's a big Red Sox fan, it appears. He is a big Red Sox fan. What else you got? <laughs> what else? Do you have, any, do you have another trade oh, show? Oh, man, the pressure. Uh, no, I do not have another trade show. I have a... Uh, I'm, I'm, I have a uh, webinar coming up in July... And then in August, I'm going to Georgia. And I'm actually, I'm, I'm sure you know that I listen to Tech Talk Y'all, which is 
based down in Georgia. So I'm actually hoping to get a, uh, a meeting with them uh, while I'm down there. <laughs> it's something about a conference that's, well, I'm not even going to say it, TED Talk Y'all? Uh, no, uh, Tech Talk Y'all. Oh, oh, Tech Talk. Okay, yeah. not TED Talk. They're, uh, they're a bunch of guys. Actually, I know the, they I know tech one. tech in the South? What's that? They have tech. Yeah, believe Wait, it or you, not. Is, well, Georgia Tech is down there, which is a big uh, technology God, company. Bergen Tech is up here. It's a two-year school. I got thrown out of <laughs> Tech means nothing, dude. That thing's been no, around no. 30 years. <laughs> but uh, no, there's a there's a guy down there that I've worked with in the past. His, uh, his name is Adam. Uh, really good guy. Um, and uh, he's, he's just like very down-to-earth, very fun guy. And I'm hoping to be able to meet up with him and his co-host Sanjay for, um, for some... Banter, so, um, but then after that, I'm not sure. And and somehow, actually, <laughs> on that topic, I also have a family reunion that might be happening that weekend as well. So I'm just stressed about trying to figure all that out. Your family or her family? My family, up in Canada, Toronto. No, uh, they're Amherstburg, which is over by Detroit. I see. And so you, boy, I tell you, I ask you one question, you give me five minutes of stuff. It's like, hey, you know, yes, I, yes. I save it all up for you. Yeah, I'm sure you do. <laughs> um, are you going to see? I don't even have the question in my head yet. But I'm well, wait a minute. I want to know. I want to know what you're what uh, what you've got coming up in the next couple of months. Do you have anything I went special to coming up? For eight days. I got. Shh. Here's what I got: <laughs> work, swim club, work, <laughs> swim club, work. Swim club. That's it. That's all I'm doing. Is Sophia in swim club? That, yeah. No. Okay. Yeah. She, yeah. She's. It's great. She sits in the. She. She has to go in the pool that has that permits the toys. And it's so funny because Karen is always like, "Oh my god, it's so embarrassing. We have all the toys." <laughs> and I'm like, "It's not. First off, it's not embarrassing." Did Nana so, get her those toys? No. My wife, <laughs> she said. First off, my wife says yes to it. But here's what she did. Karen bought these little inflatable koozies. Uh huh. Right? They're like a flamingo, a tree. Like, it's amazing stuff. They're for beer. Yeah. So Sophia uses it for the Barbie dolls as a life raft. Oh, my God. So there's all these floatable beer holders in the pool. <laughs> and my daughter gives them out to people. Karen's like, oh, my God. And I'm like, first off, you're the one that permits this. <laughs> right. Okay, so that's her, your fault. Second off, all the other parents are so happy because you brought the toys. The kids are in the pool. Nobody has to talk to anybody. It's fantastic. <laughs> so then she brings up round two. She gets these other ones, and it's like, it's like a, you know, like you ever see the in the big versions where they it's like a donut or a slice of pizza you put right. in the pool and you lay on it. But this one, they have the cutout to put the beer in. Oh my god! My kids, you putting LOL dolls in it. <laughs> now my wife thinks she's brilliant for doing this, but then I'm like, do you see how many in are in here? They're probably the size of like your hand, two of your hands put together. Right. So they can fit. But there's like literally in the bag. It's definitely made in China. There's like fifty of them. It's a creative use. Of I am material. seriously going to have to remember to take a picture of this, and I'll tweet it out. Oh, now. please do. It's just a hot mess. So then my daughter gets so like overamped about all this stuff, and the, the, the all the kids, and who's I going to give this pink donut thing to this girl, and this, and then Barbie dolls, and it's just a big hot mess. And Where is I, it? The Home Dill Swim Club. Oh, okay. Yeah, so... You should, I'm going to have you guys come with and you can watch this all unfold. And you know by the end of the summer there's going to be like one left and it's going to be like the worst one and it'll be like I'll have to tape it. But yeah, no, it's just – and then they all go in the bathtub, of course. Of course. Because <laughs> why not? It's just – and the best is my wife is just like, this is so embarrassing. I'm like, but you, Joe, you ordered it. She didn't go on Amazon. You did. So 
Yes, that's that. Uh, I feel like we've been able to talk about parenting, and we've been like, like pulled back for like eleven years. <laughs> well, when we all started, when we all started, I think With Jay's we help? started before. Well, Jay is uh, twelve; he'll be thirteen in June. So you had Jay. Jay so I had Jay the, at like least two years old. Yeah, and then and then we started. Then all of a sudden you had like fifteen kids, <laughs> and uh, Tony stood strong. And I'm hey, you know, good for him. <laughs> if, if that's that his thing, good for him. Well, it ain't our thing, that's for sure. <laughs> right. um, and you're, t- I mean, uh, what was I going to just say? No, oh, the swim club. So yes, you should come to the swim club and witness this all. And it's fantastic because I just sit there in the chair. I've been to that swim club before, and I know the pool is really cool. Yes. So I, I can't wait to see this. This is going to be lots uh, of fun. Just, I'll, t- I'll see if I can take video of the child in action with <laughs> These inflatables are just like filling up the pool. It's absolutely ridiculous. Uh, so, yeah. so you went to Disney. Yes. And are you done for the summer? Are you going? Are you going to Italy this summer? I want to go to Italy. Uh, uh-huh. The thing is that my town is having this thing called Pesco Pagano Venti Venti, which is Pesco Pagano Twenty Twenty. It's the name of the town, and it's a big celebration that they're doing next summer. Uh, so my mother's like, "Oh, well, we'll all go next year instead." And I'm like thinking to myself, "Can I just go myself this year? Like, <laughs> no, seriously, like, can I just? I'll just go for a week by myself." Can I just please? All right, everybody hold the fort down. Let me go because nobody seems to be too eager to go right, right now. And I'm like, I'll, I, I will leave right I'll go on a plane right now. Really? And you better check if it's a one way ticket or not. <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, I want to, I'm like dying. Yeah, I want to go. When was the last time you went? Uh, when I bought a house. After really going, that long ago? Yeah. Huh. After, after going every year for summers and growing up there. Huh. And now I'm not like seeing family at all. And like, but the thing that's funny is, is that it's changed because the dollar changed. So over the past 10, 12 years, or even longer, the Italians have come here. Right. Because when I used to go, you would go there with a dollar was worth $2. Yeah. I literally yeah. would go for the entire summer every year with, now as a kid, but 20s and stuff like that, with like 500 bucks. That's it. That's crazy. And now it's, you know... Yeah, we have tariffs been, on my flight. Right, exactly. Well, we haven't been in a while, and that's actually one of the things that I'd like to do. Uh, I'd like to take the kids because um, the last time I went, Jay was four and Tatiana mm-hmm. was two and was one and a half. Yeah, and uh, and we were doing the pot. I recall that. Yeah, I I loved it. I mean, I would like to. I would like to go again. It's it's such a great experience to go there. Do you uh, go to your town? Uh, yeah, I've yeah. been to my town. See, I don't. If we go on a plane, I don't. Leave, I like. I stay in my town. I don't leave. No, no, I I I'd like to see other parts of Italy too because I mean I my family comes from near Rome yeah. and also from uh, Abruzzo, so they're yeah. over on either coast. Yeah, and so you know, I don't I, I like to see family, but I don't. That's not the only thing that I want to do. I want to see other parts of Italy. Yes. Jean has been all over Italy. Her family's also from there, but she's she's studied abroad there. She that's you know, probably why I don't like I don't like. I don't need to see any part of Italy ever again. But I've also <laughs> traveled throughout Italy an extensive amount that I've seen it all threefold, like three times over. Right. Um, because I would go for three months, so right. I had time. But now, until you know, I get a little bit older, for now, with especially with work, Karen can't take, you know, she has three months. Crap. Right. Well, not three months. Right. She has like six weeks of vacation. They only let her take one week at a time. Yeah, yeah. So it's like, you know. And I'm trying to get her comfortable to the point of where, like, me and the kid will go for the first week, and then you show up the second week. Yeah, yeah. You know, when it's mom, mom could be like, okay, we're going to Vegas for a week with the kid. I'd be <laughs> right. like, oh, okay, I can't do anything. <laughs> but when it's dad, it's sort of like, you will not go anywhere. You know, so it's different. Um, but no, I want to stay in my house, on the farm, in the town, 
because they're all my cousins. I grew up with them. It's yeah. Like, it's, yeah, I am. Do you you own a house over there or no? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. So I'm the oldest of 92 cousins, and when I say oh cousins, I say I say go three three cousins. Yeah, deep. three cousins deep, and right. it's all my town. Like, right. but I'm not going to say actually. <laughs> I almost said something, but I'm not going to. Uh, I'll tell you off. Uh, uh, let's put it this way: the town can be a bit more of what you think like West Virginia is like. But anyway, <laughs> um, so when I go there, I have we have a uh, four level house. Right. And on the bottom is my grandmother's who passed away. So that is my aunts and uncles, whoever stays, stays there. Right. Then it's my uncle on the second floor, my other uncle, and then it's us on the third floor. Okay. The top floor. Yeah. So I have a view of the mountains, the whole house, and everything Perfect. like that. What ended up happening was they built, and this is a town that's like bum F like nowhere. They built an unbelievable hospital literally within I maybe one minute walk. Oh, wow. So what happens is a lot of students come there, and my uncle rents out our top floor Oh, I see. to the students Yep. in the meantime. Um, Do you get a piece of that? No, well, in, no. I, because <laughs> it, it, for him to maintain it all these years. Yeah, yeah. And do all this, plus, we have the farm, which is at the bottom of the town, which is a five-minute drive. Um, and that, like, we're like... We're considered real, real, real wealthy. In, yeah, of course, yeah, in like, Italy, right? Yeah, you're the American. C- yeah, contingent, so the farm right. is like the farm is great. It's got three floors. It's got we're, working farm. Like you've got. Oh yeah, my uh, uncle's always, they're always working. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's why when we're talking about food, and I'm like, I think it was last week, right? We we're talking about yeah. food, and I'm like, yeah, I goat slaughtered and chicken <laughs> beheaded and rabbit. So I'm I'm very immune to it, I guess. But uh, until you watch that video about chicken nuggets, then it gets weird. Yeah, yeah well, yeah. That and I'll tell you. Uh, but the you know, and but the the thing that bothers me more than anything else is the the way we do industrial farming here in the United States. And I'm not going to get into that topic because that's going to be like a whole hour discussion. But you know, the, if you look at the way we slaughter animals, right? That's what that's what bothers me more than anything else. Well, it's not the slaughtering; it's the it's the it's the living of them. And yeah, but it's exactly. The, you know, it's just little things like those, those, and even though you are vegan, you can still probably understand those plump little chickens that they sell on, uh, in the supermarkets that are all cooked, the roasters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're not like that. They fill them with steroids. Yeah, yeah. To get oh, them yeah. that way. Yeah. To make them look that way. And that type of stuff is yeah. what drives me insane. Right. Right? Like, it, it's that, and those kind of extra measures to sell a $9 hen. Right. 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 Well, one of the one of the things that I was most surprised about that I learned recently is, um, you know, there's a lot of antibiotics use in in farming. And the reason for antibiotic use is not to prevent the animals from getting diseases, but it's because they discovered that they grow more when they when they're filled. Sure. They want to look like plump. Whatever, yeah. So because they wanted bigger animals, we now are getting pathogens that are resistant to antibiotics. Uh, you know, so anyway, uh, again, I'm not going to get into the, for this for this podcast, but... Well, we are already into it, and we're almost over with this podcast, but I saw something, and it was on LinkedIn yesterday. It's also the notion, I wish, I hope they have, if I can find it quick. Yes. Okay, I think I found it. So... Um, they took several products and compared the, the, the labels mm-hmm. of the two, right? So you look at, I don't know if we're going to be able to see it, but you took, oh, I found it. Okay. 
So, yeah, hold on, everybody. This is waiting elevator music. We're well, not new here. Calm down. So, they took the same product, and the first one I'll bring up is uh, the US versus the UK Quaker oatmeal. Mm. Okay. So, they can't took, wait to hear this. They took the Quaker strawberries and cream versus in US versus the Quaker summer berries. Basically, the same process, right? Cream, whatever. The amazing part about this is in the U.S. version, so they're both heart healthy, they're both all this stuff, right? The amazing part about this is that in the U.S. version, there are, uh, no, I don't want to subscribe, stop it. The <laughs> uh, there are 23 different ingredients in the U.S. one. Mm-hmm. To get the same product in the U.K., there are seven. So in the U.K., when, the, the thing that, you know, and I don't want, I'm not like this normally, but like I am like this. Like I do this in the podcast and I say, oh, you're vegan, you fool, blah, 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 right, blah. Right. I shop really consciously. Mm-hmm. Um, there are so many products that the FDA approves here that mm-hmm. are absolute against being used anywhere in Europe. You can, yeah. I mean, and you know, I know you know this. Yep. A crap load. So as an example, quickly. In the Quaker UK, the things that are not, I'm sorry, in the Quaker USA, the things that are not in the UK one include uh, sodium sulfite, artificial strawberry, citric acid, red number 40, salt guar gum, artificial flavor, citric acid, um, folic acid, uh, I'm trying to compare the two, blah, blah, blah. And in the UK one, here's what's in it. Whole grain rolled oats, sugar freeze, dried raspberry pieces, freeze-dried strawberry pieces, and natural flavoring. That's it. So my point is, is that they can make these products. They don't. And the reason is is because we're all big fat slobs and need the consumption here to have all this other stuff. Yeah. And also shelf life. Yeah. That's what it comes Which down is to. What, shelf that's life. where I get mad about stuff. Right. Like yeah. They don't have to do this. Exactly. Well, I mean... Yeah, you, I mean, you're preaching to the choir here. Because I know. Because I, I feel the I feel the same way. I mean, you know, we try to be as good as we can about making sure that our food don't doesn't have a ton of ingredients. And but but it's the way it's the way it is here. And some people look at it and they call it innovation. You know, like one one of the things that um, I was actually surprised to hear Bill Bill Nye, who's very popular. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He was. Um, he was talking about the, the benefits. Guy, right? uh, yeah. yeah, he was talking about the benefits of GMO foods, and GMO gets a bad rap. I, I think it gets a bad bad it rap. Does. What I what I disagree with for GMO is when they are using it to modify the food so it's resistant to the pesticides that they're using. So yes. like so you're you're creating this whole ecosystem that is dependent on one company. To produce the seed, to produce the the pesticide, yes. to produce all of this stuff—that's that's what I have a problem with with GMO. I think GMO there are, there are lots of be- potential benefits for GMO, but if you're using it so that it's you're, the food you're producing is resistant to the pesticide <clears throat> pesticide you're yeah. using, then there's a problem here. It aggravates because there's a couple of people on Facebook that I'm friends with, which will go unnamed, uh, but they're very progressive liberal, right? Mm-hmm. And they, they 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 do all the headline clip like. FGMO, FGMO, and I'm like, you really don't understand it. It's mm-hmm. not that GMO is actually can be beneficial. It could end up being that that's what saves us yeah. based on the fact that you don't have to have a thousand chickens in a small room that GMO can, like the science of it. 
Well, the there's pro- the mean, problem is, is it gets a bad rap because of who it is and the company. What's the name of the company? The main Monsanto. One? Yeah. Monsanto. Well, and and the the fact of the matter is, is that we've been doing GMO for our entire lives. I mean, this is this is now you know kind of GMO 2.0 because we have been doing it for I mean, 50 years. Corn, the corn that you eat today is not the corn that we discovered when it was... If you look at corn the way... in, And I know this from the farm in Italy. Yeah. Corn, the way it comes from there, strawberries, uh, the grapes, they, would, they, they have those funny... Uh, uh, that one uh, company that sells uh, unwanted fruits or unwanted... Right, product, right, right. Like disformed ones. If you look at corn on a farm, it doesn't look anything like... Like the potatoes that McDonald's gets from yeah. Idaho, Yeah, they have their own... Uh, type of potato. Their own type of potato yeah. so that it looks the way it does. And that's bad GMO to me, right? Right. If it's because it is they do uh they do process on it so that it looks a certain way and it cuts a certain way. I forget how what the examples are, but um you know, it's funny because we've been doing GMO forever, the progressive liberals hate it, but we've been doing it forever, and the Republicans hate socialism and we've been a socialist country on some level for right. fifty years. So uh, what you've learned is that you should listen to me when it comes to your life decisions, <laughs> except when you put money under the pillow for the tooth fairy. Do you have exactly. anything final to say? I have nothing final to say for this week. No? I'm looking forward to hearing this podcast. Okay. Tom, terrific. Because do you – one, one, yeah, yeah. one question before yeah. we, we, we go. Yeah. When you – do you listen – I mean, I'm assuming you listen to our podcast when they are pub- published. Well, I, 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 what I do is I delete everybody else's track and I just listen to myself. <laughs> Yes, I listen to the podcast, of course. Uh, I hate listening to myself on the podcast Uh because I'm criticizing myself the entire time. Like, I shouldn't have said that or I should have said that. Do you do that? Never. Really? I I don't, no. Yeah, I do all the time. I'm very, very self-critical. The truest thing that Gary Vee has ever said that I've always been, and I just never was able to put it in words, is I'm empty in my head. (laughs) <laughs> and what I mean by that is I have no other voices. Uh-huh. Like, I mean, there's things that I may say that I regret. Like, well, no, I don't. I don't. I, I don't. I don't say anything. No, I don't. <laughs> but are you, are, you saying the, are you talking about the way you said it or what you actually said? Oh, no. Some of the things that I say, I, I don't think I'm a very uh, – I think I'm a very good person when I'm, when I, I'm sitting down and thinking about a particular yeah. response or a particular way to present something. Right. Like if I – that's why I prepare myself because yeah. if I, I'm not good at talking off the cuff. Whereas so I am, and if I think you're better at yeah, talking yeah, off the cuff than clearly. I am. Clearly, um, <laughs> but but when I and when I listen to the podcast, I listen to it with a critical ear on myself, and I I think to myself, oh, you know what, I shouldn't have said that, or I shouldn't have gone down that road, or whatever. This is your homework. This is your homework. <laughs> oh, jeez. All right. Don't do that again. <laughs> okay. No, I'm serious. This is a podcast. You have opinions. You have thoughts, and nobody gives a shit. But also, nobody else is doing it. True. So, forget, leave your judgment at the door. You do a wonderful job. You're not as good as me with this kind of stuff, but if we were standing on a stage right now doing this as a presentation, you would kill it. And I would be like, bub, bub, because I couldn't read it. That's why when we did the live one, I have to do it unscripted at a bar because then I know what I'm doing. But uh, no, you do a wonderful job. And uh, by the way, you are still part of the podcast and enjoy it up. So thanks for that. Episode number 42 is in the can. We'll see you guys next week. Bye.